Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, and as always, and forever, because he's locked in, is my ah. boy, Jordan, and we are covering Expanse Season 1, Episodes 8, 9, and 10, finishing it off, and um, before we start recording, Jordan was telling me that he, the hooks are in, and I was expecting to take it until Season 2 before he kind of felt like he was really vibing with the show. And mm-hmm. it happened early, so right. and I'm very happy with that. I'm, and really, what hooked me mostly was the end of the season when it's like, "Oh, here's all the information you've been wanting for the first season. Here you go, drop." Yeah, um, season one, I, and I stand by this. Um, Season one is the weakest season, and that's a good thing because I still think season one is great. I just mm-hmm. think season one has, like any other season one for any other show, has this monumental task of uh, establishing characters, establishing relationships, locations, world. Um, you know, if there's magic, the magic building. Uh, if there's science fiction, in this case, then you have to establish how much fiction is in the science fiction. Right. Um, so. And there's so many locations, so many characters, so much stuff that goes on that when you have bigger worlds, like Game of Thrones, I think, suffered season one. I don't want to say suffered, but had that same monumental task as well, because there's a lot of people that will go through season one not remembering every character mm-hmm. name of Game of Thrones because there's so many characters. So many characters. So... um. Expanse is the same way, but in, I think it's also ships. Right. <laughs> you know? It's not just planets and people. you got to remember the ship names because ships you'll get lost stations. quick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like Anubis, Scofula, Canterbury. Ooh, Anubis. I liked the Anubis. Yes. That was very cool. Um, so, yes. Episode 8 through 10. Take it away, Jordan. So, at the beginning of episode 8, I... I wanted to start getting more answers because obviously in the previous episode we started to uh it started to unravel. Um so we kind of start this episode out the crew of the say that one more time for me I have a hard Rasenate. time. Rasanate discovers the vessel with um the blue I'll start it out like I'll start explaining it like that first because obviously we want to go in order, but with that blue substance, you can jump around in order if that makes it easier, so we don't have to like kind of talk around it because we're about to get to it anyways. Okay, okay, yeah. so it's the proto molecule that yes. I guess somehow I don't know how it forms, but obviously it has to be injected or put there somehow. Now they were going from one planet. They were the the the, the ship that they found was going from one planet to. Um, another, I don't remember those two planet names because, again, um, it was, I think it left Phoebe Station. Phoebe Station to, to Eros. Station. Yes, yes, there we go. Boom. So we're going to Air Station, and I guess when, well, when the Scalpuli went to go retrieve, they hid because of some issue. Um, and that's kind of the whole episode is about them exploring the ship which i have to i'm not gonna lie which is pretty cool when they went to go in and explored the ship and docked it with the little robot yep oh, that was so awesome yes. so um so they actually blow the ship up with a nuclear torpedo yep i was so happy when they said the word nuclear torpedo 
Yeah. It's like nukes are just so. And now I, I to my understanding, it's probably a miniature nuke. Right. Yeah. There's no way that that's at least I don't think. Well, unless it acts differently in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe yeah, a nuke acts true. differently in space. Like the uh, the shockwave is probably going to be bigger. But yeah. the, um, <laughs> right. Because there's no atmosphere to hold all that in. Right. So shockwave is probably bigger. Um, but the uh, flames or whatever goes out almost right away, I'm guessing, because of the lack of the oxygen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, this is a sci-fi fantasy in space, so sometimes it's hard to tell. But, yes, you know, it's it's I think it's pretty cool how they. They applied it to. I don't know, they applied this this nuclear stuff, like how they use the how they use nuclear missiles in space. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they, you know, they don't use them on each other, um, as far as like the Earths go. I'm assuming, but they do use them in space combat, which I thought was. You get hit by a nuke. I'll see you later, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So they figure out that whatever was on this ship was not good at all. Bad. Just bad because of, um. I think they found some logs, and then they found the trajectory that the ship was supposed to go, if I remember that correctly. Um, but, again, when Holden and his crew end up on Eros, they finally meet up with Miller, which I think is going to start, which really started the craziness of these whole three episodes. Yeah. And... and I I thought I thought Miller was just going to go away for the most part since he got fired but he's still on the case which is I thought that was kind of neat you know mm-hmm. still working so they meet up and that kind of ends episode 8 except for we pan down to earth and on earth uh, the lady as I think her name is I think I call her Ava maybe you call her Ava Ava uh... so Ava Sorella. Oh, Ava Sorella. Yeah. I call her. Dress her by her full name. All right. All right. Ava Sorella. Yeah, she's she's one of my. Okay. All right. Um, if any of those uh, of you have listened to my TikTok on Expanse, Ava Sorella, Expanse in general has, I think, the best female characters of any work of fiction out there. Um. What? Yes. Yeah. Do you think Expanse has better female characters TV show-wise or including books? <sighs> including books. Oh, my God. We're not going to have this conversation. We are. Let's have this conversation. Who do you think is better? Well, you haven't gone uh, far enough into it, but, yes, who do you think is better? Okay, so just from the first season, I think she's a very strong female role mm-hmm. slash lead. And I like her character. Um I do have some discrepancies on how she treated that that old man that was helping her out. I, I don't I don't like that, but she, you know. Yeah, she's uh she's um she's shrewd politician. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then well, at the end you see that she's trying to make up for it by yeah. Yeah, okay, so I, I love Avasarado's character. The character work in this show, when I first started watching, I'm like mm-hmm. characters seem seem kind of flat. Um they are not. Uh, Ava Sarala, especially, her character, it, it's very strange, and this is going to sound weird, that 
older, like people who are older in general, we know this in real life too. People mm-hmm. who are older are much more stubborn and set in their ways, right? Because Absolutely. they've been that way for a long, mm-hmm. long time. So she will evolve. Uh, maybe not as grand as some you might expect, but, maybe, but not as small as you might think either. Mm-hmm. Um, she is very fiercely loyal to Earth. Um, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And she does what's best for her people. And uh, she's and, a very proud Earther. Right. So, and here's here's my thing with, you know me, I'm not for, I'm not a nationalized person. I don't, you know, I think things are great for what they are and I don't mm-hmm. get caught up in the whole nationalism thing um, because we are one people. Yeah. I don't like the aspect that as soon as you moved planets and as soon as they're not Earthers, that they start, they're all humans. They've just been changed a little bit. Yes. So like, I don't like this. And again, this is going to happen. This is always going to happen. We're human. But I just wish that it wasn't so hostile because, shoot, I mean, we're all working together. I mean, what if Earth blows up and they need to go to Mars? Like, do you really want to be warring with Mars? No. Well, but, okay. At this point, if Earth blows up, then Mars and the belt are actually screwed as well. Because yeah. they import their air. Yes. Yeah, yeah, air. Um, Which is crazy because, like, how do you start farming this air and sending it to space? Because like, yeah, I've okay. So I've wondered that too, right? I'm guessing it's just pressurized oxygen, but that's not enough either, though, right? Like, because there's no way the air we breathe is not just oxygen; it's also nitrogen and a lot, so a lot they of would, stuff. they would have to have a system to bring it up and then use it, but be able to at least recycle it once or twice. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. there there has to be a recycling manner because I was thinking that when you know, every time air farming came up, I'm like, gosh, how do you, you can't, you can't dig that from the ground. No, I'm, I'm sure that Earth, or sorry, Mars probably has some form of like, you know, uh, vegetation or plantations, mm, like, mm, you know, because they get sunlight mm. as well, right? So, absolutely. Um, but it won't be enough to support that like, many people. I, yeah, well, I doubt that they probably have enough. And I, I'm just going off of, you know, like, uh, just predicting here. Um, I don't think they have enough plant life to produce enough oxygen for the people that are on Mars as it is. Right. And I, let alone, you know, Earth refugees. Mm-hmm. That I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But, you know, we, we do wrap up this episode figuring out that, um, uh, what's his face died? The guy with it was married to the other guy. Um, oh, white yes, fellow. Frank. Um, Frank died. Okay, so... Um, he knew too the, much. Yeah, so they said it was a suicide. Did you believe it? Not, no. I knew that that black-haired fellow, The is it the, the prime minister? Oh, no, he's the undersecretary. So he's like the vice president. Vice president. That's it, undersecretary. That's right. That's what they use. But I knew he was a shyster to begin with. He just looks like one of those guys that are... Yeah, he's got something going on. We don't know, and it's going to really backfire on him. So, um, one thing I, I, I'm just going to throw in some stuff peppered in there. Okay. Um, Miller, he's going to Phoebe, uh, Phoebe, no, Aero Station, and he's flying along with a Mormon. Oh, that's right. Really great conversation. That's right. Where Miller asks about Jesus and God. Well, more, more importantly, like what they're about to embark on this hundred year journey, right? Fred Johnson is making that massive behemoth of a ship for them. Remember? Uh-huh. 
Um, that's Fred Johnson. That that uh, the, the guy that owns um, the Tyco Station. Tyco Station. Yes. So Fred Johnson is making that shit for the Mormons, and he wonders. Uh, uh, Miller is wondering. You guys are going out this hundred year journey. What if there's nothing out there? And he said, "Right, Your faith is a great risk." And it oh, that's that, such a beautiful line. This this whole conversation was just amazing. Um, so you like that? That was that was something that you. Um, what am I trying to say? This is something that you would um, connect with. Yeah, um, okay. I don't necessarily know. <clears throat> If I personally agree that true faith is a great risk, mm-hmm. uh, because not to go down this pathway too deeply, but like I, I think I go with my religious understanding and belief and whatnot. It's not just hundred percent faith. Like I do firmly believe it to be real and true. Mm-hmm. Now I understand. Well, oh, they believe it to be real or true. I too, but like. Mm-hmm. For me, mine, I believe it based off the actual hard data and what I see and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, oh, I believe it, you know? So for him, There's some substance behind what you yeah. believe. Yep. For this guy, it seems like it's all 100% faith, right? Like the, he doesn't actually believe his, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to Mormons or anything like that, but the way he's saying it, he himself does not believe it based off any like facts or... Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that he sees, he just believes it. Um, right. So, that. But I, but again, I did like this conversation a lot because it actually reflects with Miller himself. He's on the hunt for Julie Mal. Uh, mm-hmm. Like right, it, it it's a hundred percent faith, right? He like right. this is space, you know. This is like it's hard enough to find somebody on Earth. Yep. Like now you got this. Expanse <laughs> of space. Well, nice. <laughs> Got him. Um, and even worse, you don't know if in transport your ship goes down and you never get found again. Yeah, like, no, I know. Like, dude, this level of uh, spacefaring, I, I don't know if I that would be for me. I would probably live on Mars and just live out my life on Mars because that. No, this is not. Well, again, you also got people that live in the ocean, and if you think about it. Those two are fairly similar. If you're in the middle of the ocean and you get stuck, most of the time, you're going to die. I do. I agree with that on a certain level. And that's why I also wouldn't go in the ocean. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but, yeah. Um, so just to fill in some details here as far as Episode 8 goes. Uh, so Miller gets on Aero Station and he had a friend there. Yeah. Uh, that Timba. He was a police uh, officer? Yeah, it's either kind a of. police officer or some sheriff of Eros or something like yep. that. Um, and he said the Anubis itself never arrived on Eros, right. but a shuttle, Anubis 1A, did. And, okay, I can't thank the people on uh, the writers enough that they named the shuttle the name of the ship plus, like, 1A or 1B and, like, what? to it. Like, I, they just there's so many ships and stations and names to remember that if Anubis had the <laughs> shuttle Osiris Osiris or something like that, I would have yeah. lost my mind because when I I'm on the same boat as you. When I was first watching the show, I was having a very hard time keeping mm-hmm. up with what ship is what. And 
it, once you get it, you got it. It's done. Yes. But it, it does take takes everybody a while man the to... problem though is that they jump from ship to ship at times like the people would change here <laughs> then obviously that that happens and like you know like miller was in pv station now he's an aero station like it's not mm-hmm. crazy for people to change cities and whatnot stations often it's just it it's it gets to be a lot especially when it's your first mm-hmm. time watching it so i do appreciate that they named the shuttle anubis anubis one yeah um, and i like how he, he punched that dude in the this he uh, that ship, the ship guy. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sponsor you a, a gambling session or something. And then yeah, he just yeah. jacks him in the nose. Yep. Um, and yeah, so Satimba, Satimba, Satamba. I don't I'll be honest. I don't really remember his name all that well. And Satamba. That yeah. it's for a reason because you know he doesn't doesn't make it very far. But right. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Which is okay. But I guess, I mean, that kind of wraps up Chapter 8 for the most part. I did forget that the Anubis 1 came into that that um, era. Okay, so let me ask you, right? This is your first time watching. Did you have a hard time understanding the whole plot of Season 1 so far? No. Even up here, you didn't? Me Me and my wife had a really difficult time. We were like, okay, so wait. It's literally some oil rig. I put it like this in layman's terms. Some oil rig workers got caught up in a more like a military issue, okay, and then no, now so they're drug in. I understood that part with the whole Canterbury. My, I was wondering if you had issues with like uh, Julie Mao's whole timeline and what was um, going where, why she was going where she was going, because that was like my thing, right? Because um you're saying after i watched the first season not yes. during even even after i would like sometimes i would go back okay but wait why was julie mao out there but so julie julie mao knew her dad was mm-hmm. bad and yes. she was fighting against her dad with the belters and she was trying to stop the uh the transportation of that micro and but they got intercepted by anubis and then they got taken by anubis and then once anubis took them they spread that disease spread because not disease but the micro spread it killed everybody she got off and then that they hid the ship she got off and went to the station yes okay we're good then yeah yeah so you did yeah you did a good job at uh following all that but it is very tough to follow that it don't, yeah. it took me till the last season to understand they they uh our last episode yeah, I was like, wait, wait. Uh, they did a. I don't know if it was. I would say it's a bad job, but it was definitely very confusing. If you're, mm-hmm. and also if you're watching episode by episode, week by week. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, oh boy, that's hard. No, no, dude. I'm I'm watching, um, like three episodes at a time, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably binge like a whole season here soon. No. Oh. So, no worries. Um, yeah. So yeah, episode oh, nine. episode nine. Yeah, critical man. Um, so this one starts out with a flashback. Well, kind of flashback to Julia's original storyline, which yes. reveals reveals what it reveals what happened, what the start of what happened to her, and why she was doing what she was doing. 
So my question is at this first kind of setup here. What does those tattoos mean? Is that a belter tattoo? Uh, the one on the neck? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if they ever actually explain it in the show or if there was like a throwaway line. Um, but they, the way they explained it is earlier belters, the helmets that they would wear were, I guess, poor quality or they didn't mm -hmm. have good, uh, you know, they had cheaper helmets or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was that uh, those helmet, where the helmet meets the, I guess, Neck part area, the, yeah, where they work, you know, the, you know, you've seen astronaut helmets, right? Where they like the shoulders, where it connects yeah. to the shoulder area, yeah. so that would like burn into their skin, and that it would cause that very specific mark on their neck. Oh, so that's not a tattoo, that's a burn mark. That was originally a burn mark, but eventually, they you know, the helmets evolved and they got better mm -hmm. quality helmets, so they wouldn't do that anymore, but it became a signature of the belt like the the belter workers mm -hmm. that they all had that burn mark so in i guess if you would say quote unquote stand in solidarity with them all the mm -hmm. belter is became kind of like a tattoo to signify that you are of the belt it's similar to if you've ever i don't know if you ever played this but i don't know if anyone listening has kill zone kill zone yeah it's a playstation first person shooter game i never was a playstation guy um I was <laughs> growing up I I all the way up into PS3 and then, um, but yeah, Killzone, probably one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest sci-fi shooter um, storylines ever. Um, mm -hmm. And in that, I'll actually send you some videos on that. It was uh, two super cool really long YouTube videos and it was really well done. Um, anyways, the story goes with Killzone that the Hellgast, they were actually people that colonized this specific um, star system. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, long story short, they were forced onto this other planet that was like hellish conditions and they all had to wear masks. But eventually what ended up happening is that they, they eventually evolved to survive on that planet anyways, but they still continue to wear those masks mm -hmm. to signify like their pride in oh. the gas culture. So it's similar to that. Oh, so, okay, okay. I know where I've seen this motif before, and you will see it eventually when we finish a certain deal. When we finish, yeah, okay. Anyways. Anyways, okay, back to us. Um, yeah, okay, so the Belter tattoo, now I kind of understand why. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, Julia Mao, I guess, so her dad is who? I guess he's a rich billionaire, jillionaire, yes. philanthropist. Uh, yeah, he is um, Jules Pierre Mao. And yeah. Yes, you're right. He is extremely rich and. He's yeah. a shyster. Yeah. Yeah. And he works uh, with, I, I guess, bio. I don't know if it's biotech or if it's even like a Tony Stark situation where he works in several different. Nanotech areas. area type deal. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it might even be nanotech because if you look at some of his soldiers, remember whenever his like hand got cut, the suit itself cauterized. Around. Right. Yeah. So that I think that's nanotech. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So this episode, everything just freaking hits the fan. Everything is yes, just this. We um, figure out that this whole station that Holden and Miller are on yeah. is a big test subject station. Yep. Yep. What? Yes. Um, this is, and this is why I, 
shows that start off the way Expanse did or the way Game of Thrones did, mm-hmm. or even the way I don't know, Breaking Bad is a little bit more intriguing, I think. But like you can tell there's something there, but it's just gonna take a few episodes to get there. Yeah. I love those shows the most. Yes, of course. We all love the shows like Avatar Last Airbender where they start off with something to grip you. But and I say this as someone who ranks Avatar Last Airbender as his favorite animated show of all time. Right. But, you know, expands when you have this and it's just give it some time to craft together and you get to moments like this mm-hmm. where you're just like holy crap because mm-hmm. aero station is massive it has a population of over a million people if i remember yep. correctly mm-hmm. so this is uh so they literally just off they offed pretty much a million people yep so um i looked it up <laughs> i can't believe this uh the population of aero station in the books is 1.5 million but in the show it's 100k now i don't know if it's 100k after whatever happens happens <laughs> but i mean i would assume probably <laughs> oh that's crazy so also in this episode i got to talk about this the 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 way that miller and holden get blasted by radiation what yeah um Okay, so I think those people went into... I, I didn't understand that then or even now. Are those people that were funneled into that little pod thing? It was supposed to be anti-radiation. Was it anti-radiation? I thought, I it thought was, so. I thought it, they were being blasted by radiation to what they thought cure the sickness, and it ended up like being too much or something. Was that? I don't, I don't know. I don't... See, I was confused because I was like, all right, they're all sick as hell, heck, and <laughs> now we're now we're just going to blast the whole group of them with radiation. Like that's not going to like, that's not going to perform it or they're seeing, maybe they're seeing how much they can, how much radiation those people can take, or it's an additive to the substance to make it go faster, or it's an additive to make it stronger. So there's so I'm, many possibilities. I'm looking it up right now. Um, they're in the streets of Eros right now. And they're trying to go back to the Rasenate, mm-hmm. uh, but the radiation breach causes all the shifts on the station to go on lockdown. I guess that's like policy. Um, emergency evacuation or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, like mm-hmm. don't let the radiation kind of like spill out and whatnot. So the shift is going to lockdown. Uh, mm-hmm. So then they start getting injections that are allegedly iodine supplements to protect against the radiation. But that doesn't protect because they already had the radiation. Yes. Wait, so, so okay, this is my thing. So you get radiation. So you get radiation poisoning. Now I need to. I guess I need to understand radiation poisoning a little bit more, but. You get this radiation poisoning, yeah. right? Okay, so I thought radiation works pretty quickly. I thought it melted your insides from, you know, quickly. I didn't think you had time to, or maybe their bodies are used to a little bit of radiation, so uh, they have I think, time. Yeah, I was about to say, I think because being in space, your body starts to develop, oh, you know, some resistance to radiation. So. Right. So, and that's cool. I'm cool with that. But my thing is, is that they had way too much time in this show. Or, um, but I wonder if it's like the rad packs must have helped. Yeah, because they kept injecting themselves with the like their that stuff wasn't preventing the the. the it was just slowing it down. It, I don't think even think it was slowing it down. I think it was just like an adrenaline. Like it was just giving them energy to kind of ignore the pain oh. to get them long enough to get them onto the ship. Say, yeah. But then also, I'm super cool. It's super cool with the medical technology. It put an armband around him and it healed him. Like. What? Yeah, um, what is that? I don't know if I'm fully into the 
um, the medical, the level of medical tech, but at the same time, the advances me we've made in medicine in the last hundred years has been remarkable. Paramount. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is, if we go that far, it's got to be. I mean, I could see it happening. And and to be honest, like the armband, I don't assume it's going to cure all, you know, medical issues. It's going right. to cure most. And having radiation sickness in space is common enough that that would be something that the armband would right. be able to assist with. So. And it, to think about it too, like there'd be more, like you have to have tests, you have to be able to test on something. So as we move into space, we can start to see the effects on radiation on the human body. And then you can actually go from there and start creating hypotheses on, oh, if we do this, you know, we can prevent this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say another thing that one spy guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he goes missing. Oh, he doesn't missing. He like they had a shootout, and he just with... runs away. Oh, okay, okay. So that's another thing I wanted to throw in. They do have oh. a shootout with Aaron Wright's Black Ops team, right? Which I understand they're Black Ops. They're like dressed up in street clothes, but I was so wanted to see some Black Ops armor. Oh, like uh, like, like something know, cool. Yeah, because remember we saw those Martian Marines. Like, yeah, their their suit was like it wasn't over the top, and I think that's what made it really cool. So I really wanted to see what some Earth or Black Ops agents yeah, like that's what they true. wear. So, I, so well, you know, I guess that's what they wear. Street clothes. Exactly. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, I guess we can go into this now, too, is this is when they find Julie Mao. Um, right? Yes. Yes, they yeah. find Julie Mao in Episode 9. Well, they found her at the end of Episode 8, and she's like... Well, uh, a sea urchin at this point. Eh. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, in episode nine, the only reason I say it is because episode nine is where it gives us the full thing. Yeah, the context. Yep. But my thing is, is that so she knew about this, right? And she got the virus, but the virus is not the virus. The molecule is transferred by touch. I'm sorry. So it's, so it's not transmitted by air. It's not airborne. Yes. That's what that one scientist, the evil scientist guy said. Yeah, when he was, like, taking the injections from her. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing is, is he's taking those injections, so isn't he technically, like, pretty close to that stuff? Like, if it, like, spurts out or something bursts, he could get it. Yeah, I remember when I saw that, I was like, hey, buddy, you want to back, back off from that a bit? But, yeah, you know, he's a bad guy, so, if, or <laughs> supposedly a bad guy, so, yeah, why does... Right, and then my thing, too, is, like you just said, he's supposedly a bad guy. We don't know why Julia Mao's dad does this, why he's doing this. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a reason in space that they have to evolve, and maybe this is just him doing his part. But yeah. it's tough to say because he's hurting a well, lot of people. It's funny you say that because there's a lot of storylines like that, right, where people are saying, like, you know, we have to force humanity to evolve mm-hmm. um, for the next – stage of revolution quote unquote and the current status quo of things have made life too comfortable and we our evolution process has really slowed down and i know that was the the plot line in x-men uh first class mm-hmm. uh which i thought was i like that movie a lot um yeah i i i like the x-men movies too so yeah yeah so i remember that that was the plot or uh, the driving force behind the villain in that movie mm-hmm. and yeah, no, that'd be that's a good uh, good uh, theory there. So, 
Um, I there is one thing I do want to throw in. Alistair Allah goes to see Frank's uh, husband. Yes, and she goes up to his room to. She says it's to pay her respect or say goodbye. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she actually grabs three pencils. Um, well, and those are data drives, which is awesome. Yeah, I thought that was that so cool. Is so cool. Um, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I. If you're gonna make data drives, that's how you make data drives. That, you're that darn right, buddy. Really cool. You're darn right. And um, I liked, I liked the uh, the 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 uh, um, the housing. You got every time I see like how they're like housing, how they like decorate, and how the like appliances and everything look inside housing. It's not over the top. So when you see like, oh, there's a loft up there with a desk, and there's everything looks like um. It looks like a rich guy's house, to be honest. Yeah, but it doesn't look like they overdid it with the technology. Like, they don't have robots running around feeding them toast. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't overdo that with the home technology. Did you ever notice that? I mean, I wonder if it's one of those situations like... um, Like, you know how rich people today will see, like, some of their houses and stuff? And a lot of time it's, quote, unquote, simple, but they have, like, chairs that are, like, just two balls, two bouncing balls. And so, like, I wonder if it's something like that where, you know, that's the, quote, unquote, in fashion of having just a very not over-the-top house. Plain. Yeah. But I I do agree, though. My God. Those houses look pretty awesome. I like it. Like but that. I don't know. I noticed stuff like that, um, and you know they had the, who? What's her husband's name? His husband's name? His freaking name. Um, Frank's husband. Frank's husband. Oh, uh, Craig. Craig. I think I think that's right. He. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much looked her in the face and said, "I blame you for his death. It's your fault." Yeah, and I do actually did like that. To be honest with you, um, like he's like I I can be mad at you. He could not. Yes, yes, I like that line a lot, actually. Um, I thought that that, I, I think it's a little annoying when you have, like, a character that'll lose something and then they're just so quick to forgive. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't understand if it was, like, you know, like, me and you. Like, I would understand if it was, like, a close friend. But they're not close friends, right? Mm-hmm. Her, they're political husband, allies. His husband was close friends with her dad. That mm-hmm. That is a connection there. Right. And that's you know, uh, and I'm glad. I mean that was that sh- that was character develop. That was good character development for me. Um, as far as just like knowing who's on her side, and maybe he'll come help her later in the series when she needs help. But right now, he's like, I don't want to look at you. Um, but I thought that was neat. And then, is it? It's the end of this episode nine where we see she opens up her little tablet and she finds that there's. Those uh, nuclear fusion drives were made on Earth. Yep. Um, And that's actually something that Fred Johnson confirms as well, because they finally get the data cube from that one dead Martians. uh, Mm -hmm. They get they get through the encryption on that. Mm -hmm. And it just. uh, It shows that those stealth fighters that attack the Doniger, which, okay, the Doniger is my favorite class of ships in this entire series. It's such a cool behemoth of a ship. I love it. Mm-hmm. But when that Doniger was attacked, um, it shows those, like, you know, I guess the logs of the st- uh, those stealth fighters. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it was they were built on a shipyard on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. that's the no bueno. So my theory was behind this. Those nuclear fusion drives were to fuel the acceleration of the proto. That's my theory. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Repeat that. I'm sorry. So those nuclear fusion drives were used to fuel that. Is it a proto molecule? Prototype yes. molecule? Yeah. Proto so molecule. it's a pro- proto molecule. So it was used. Those fusion drives were not just for the ships. They were used in tandem with that proto molecule to make it okay. evolve faster. Okay. So I will say this. Um. They use drive signatures. I'm assuming, like, and when we say drives, for at least to my understanding, drives are indicating the thrusters in the back. You know, those mm-hmm. like big, like rocket, yeah, things that actually pushes the ship. Yep. Um, when you you only have a handful of actual uh, of reactors, not reactors, but a, a handful of configuration of the way the drives are set up. Oh, right? like, okay. The Donager, I think, has five or maybe four. Mm-hmm. Uh, like four in the corner, one in the middle, I think. Could be wrong. And so they're set up <laughs> in a certain way, certain size, and whatnot. And with that is when you scan it, you can kind of see what the ship is. Mm. And so this being unregistered and unknown, uh, that that's that. If that makes sense. So. That's... That's that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just that's the point I'm trying to make is that it's yeah. um, when they say it was an unknown drive signature, that's what they mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that that'll help too later on because I'm assuming that'll be significant too. Right. Uh, and uh, so think of it this way, right? Like, if you're watching Star Wars and you see a thin horizontal blue line, you know it's a Millennium Falcon. Yep. Right. Now Star Wars doesn't go off that as much. Like right at all because there's just so many ships. Oh my god, there'd be no way. There'd be no way. There's like ninety. Like, yeah. I went. I went to. I actually went to a Star Wars trivia Friday night. Um, we did terribly. There are people out there that do know a ton about Star Wars. Like, I I knew. I knew quite a bit, but there are people out there that know like what underwear Princess Leia's actor was wearing the night of that first recording. Like, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, and I'm guessing you're not exaggerating with that type of question. No, I'm not. Nope. Nope. Great. There were guys there in full kit and all that. It, dude, people know way more than I do. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, back to what we're talking about the Donager. Um, and then we're talking about the fusion drives. Now that. Maybe my maybe my theory's wrong. Which no, no, I, I wasn't to. trying to prove or disprove. I was just oh trying to clarify that this is what they mean by drive signatures and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. But that ended episode nine. Yes. Okay, that's and at the end of episode nine, I was like, all right, because I was actually, I was gonna fall asleep. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a, I'm in bed at like nine o'clock, dude. That's just because I'm an old man, but. <laughs> I was like, all right, I have to finish the 10th episode. I have to finish it. So last night I busted it out. And I was glad I finished it because it gave me what I needed. Um, yeah, that, I agree. I like the, the part where 
they're trying to uh i'm just gonna skip a little bit to the end of this episode but my favorite part is when the um the girl's like just get us out of here and he's like i'm a navy pilot i can do this <laughs> yeah it was all i love that part um and then he just yeah that ship though the ship is pretty cool that ship that they have now the um Rossinate. Rossinate. yeah that's that martian engineering boy yeah, but and that's like German engineering all over again. Yep. But at the end of this, we see Holden and the, the uh, prisoner. What's his? Mm, what's his name? I gotta get this. Uh, excuse me, but he points that gun at him at this episode, and he's gonna blast him. But he decides not to. He decides to uh, let him stay, and that's very significant. <laughs> Um, and this pretty much this whole episode is them trying to escape to get on the Rasanate, and Holden meets this fellow, um, the prisoner. And man, he really wanted to pop that guy, didn't he? Um, yeah, well, that's Amos, right? Okay, so Amos, yeah, no. Amos, yeah, Amos is the one who shot. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking no. about that guy when they were, like, trying to get back onto the ship and yeah, yeah, yeah. over and shoot him. Yeah, that's the guy, if you remember, who, um, blah, 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 blah. he shot that, like, rebar through Havelock. Oh, yeah, Miller killed that guy. Miller blasted that dude in the dome. But I'm talking about Holden when he had that guy at gunpoint. They're both, uh, Miller and Holden have the radiation poisoning still, and they're, they're getting close to the ship. Okay. And they meet that guy. Um, what's his name? The, the prisoner. Oh no, no. Oh the the guy with the lenses in his eyes. He's spying for Earth. The yes. Spies? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I forget his name. He holds him at gunpoint, and I thought for a second there that Holden was going to blast him. Kenzo. Kenzo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he lets him go, and that is. I didn't see what happened at the end coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you play God, you know. That's yeah, exactly. But this last episode literally turns the whole the whole expanse into mass chaos. So, um, the, just to kind of uh, like fill my gaps here, um, or actually, let me go back real quick. I think I had mentioned this on the podcast, but expanse I compare compare a lot to Game of Thrones simply mm-hmm. because. Expanse and Game of Thrones are very similar in, the, in the, that they have a two-tiered story plotline. You've got right. the main, um, like, you know, uh, I don't main. Know to, uh, you have a, like, characterish. No, you have like a, you know how Game of Thrones, you have the politics between all the houses, the wars between, that's just going on there. Yeah. I think the bigger plot is the White Walkers. Yes. So yes. it's the same thing here. You've got the, the wars between Earth, Mars, and Belt. Right. And the conflicts there and the politics that goes on between them. And then you but, have the the protomolecule that's like a bigger threat. Right. And um it's 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 the behind the scenes part that we haven't like why are they why do they need this molecule? Is it money or you know? Yeah, no, I I agree. And so but now there's like a lot of internal politics going on right. in the earth right like christian mm-hmm. does not trust uh aaron right saboteur aaron right right and she concludes that aaron right 
had Frank killed whenever Frank found out the, you know. Well, she knew. She knew it. She knew it, but she knew it through Frank, though, because that was yeah. on the drives of the pencils, right? But, and but she, she thinks that's why he yeah. was killed. Yep. And she doesn't, she's not telling that fellow with the black hair what she knows yet because she's going to set him up, and I know it. Wait, which, oh, you're talking about Aaron, right? The guy, the, 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 the vice president, the others. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, Aaron Wright, uh, yeah. I think his full name is Savater Aaron Wright, which, all right, that's a cool first name. Savater? It reminds me of Savitar from The Flash. Who is Sorry. Savitar? Uh, the white-suited, I think it's the white-suited Flash. Is that Godspeed? I think so. Interesting. I stopped watching The Flash, because I'll be honest with you. I did not. Yes. 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 They made the stringiest of beaniest of people the Flash, and I'm just so mad. The Flash was yoked. I was so mad. I I watched it all. I I honestly didn't like it even from season one, to be honest. Really? Yes. Uh, I thought it was very repetitive and cringy and... But anyways. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like like the Flash. It was okay, but... Yeah, that's what I think of Savitar. Yeah, so Savitar, Aaron Wright. Savitar. Yeah. So I'm sorry, what were you saying about him? Yeah, I mean he's gonna get he's gonna get caught up. Yeah, but he's no he's no joke. You know, you don't become vice president of anything without being a great politician. So. Right, right. Yeah, and I don't know if I missed anything on this episode. I probably missed a bunch. I don't know, but the this whole episode ended kind of with um with a lot of questions for me yeah there's, i'm obviously um, gonna watch the season this but... ending i forgot how good of a conclusion this was because every time i rewatch it i wasn't just ending on season one and then taking a break you know right i would watch the end of season one and then i'd go on to season two um but i forgot how good of a just satisfying ending this was and i think mm-hmm. a lot of shows kind of missed that they're like oh well we're gonna get a next season so we'll move on yeah move on <laughs> but this is a good um you know wrap up for season one and i think that mm-hmm. that's very important to do especially when you have watchers who are gonna watch your show on a right you know as the shows are or as the episodes are coming out right um because you know you have christian telling her husband to go to luna which by the way is a moon um right and She's saying because she suspects Aaron Wright killed Frank and, you know, she's right. afraid that, you know, he's going to go after him. So she wants to protect her family. Uh, so there's that kind of being concluded. Yeah. And then Eros is. Um, how do I put this? Eros is has now a population of zero. Oh, what? Now has a population of zero. Oh yeah, that that disease definitely wiped them all out. There's, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's yeah, you're not surviving that. Um, yeah, I mean there well, may be obviously some that uh, survive a little bit longer than others, but like you know you could maybe hide in your yeah. room for a while, but like how long before you got to come out for food? In that, and if that stuff spreads, game over. Which at the end we did see um, the proto molecule is now human or some sort of sentient being. Yes. So now yeah. that's what. Like, uh, I, my my question is is what uh what they do? Why don't what what 
what did they do to make this molecule become sentient or knowing of? I guess we'll have to see. No, we won't. Eh. I'm looking it up right now. No, no, don't you dare. <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, that I, I loved Amos. He's one of my, I think he's probably my favorite character on the crew. The uh, grunt fellow? The yeah. It's like, kind of like a grunt, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's so big. You know, like tough. Yeah, no, he's big. Like he, he looks like I'm not saying like he's tall, but he's like he's a big like boy. Tank. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did not expect that. No, I mean think of it. Like I mean, well, I don't th- you don't even think of it. Just look at him. You know, he's built like a tank. Um, <laughs> he is, dude. He's so he's a chonker. He's a thick boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. But I never realized it until you said something. I do remember a scene where he jumped down from somewhere mm. and he was like flexing. And his arm looked like it was about to pop out of that uh, that uh, miner suit. That was that. But he, um, we'll get a little bit more on his character, of course, later. But he just has no sense of like he has oh. something missing mentally, right? Oh, he just shoots. What's his back. face in the back? Was it in the back or was it in the front? I think it was the back. Whatever the back. Uh, I think um, the back. Because she was going to shoot the yes. girl. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. He was going to shoot Naomi. Yeah. And then, so Amos, yeah, just shoots him in the back. And he, like, he blasted. no issues with it. Now, when I first saw this, I was, like, trying to make excuses for him in the way that, like, I was, like, are they trying to imply that, you He's know, a brute? He's a brute in this. No, no. Are they trying to imply that, uh... He has no problem shooting somebody if it means, like, you know, it's for his the people friends about. Yeah, like he's not gonna get hung up on it, mm. but otherwise he would. But I, I don't think so. The way that he did it in such a cold manner and just said, like, you know, you said to yes. wait, so yep. we're gonna wait. Like that. I like that though. That's <sighs> I like that's I mean that's true. That's true loyalty, my friend. That is true loyalty. I like it a lot. Um, now, or he wants to kiss her. You know, whatever. Well, he did say that earlier. He said, like, you know. Oh. Remember, he was like, well, Holden was asking, he's like, so are you two? I think he's like, no, no, we're not. He goes, well, I'd have sex with her if she let me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right, <okay>. If she'd <laughs> let me. <laughs> yeah, that was, so that was. That's funny. goofy. Um, and I like how, and again, we are reading more adult novels. And I like how they do throw a little. I mean, I'm, I don't like when I don't like when novels just throw a bunch of nastiness at you. Mm. But when they trickle in little like stuff like that, and or oh, they shared a kiss and spent the evening together. That's okay with me. But it's yeah. when they start. I've read books where they get into detail. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. This is yeah, this is kind of um, weird. I know there's a people that are split on that because they say that that's art and literature too. And I guess, but that's not for me. Like yeah. I'm cool with the okay. You can tell me. I'm not saying don't have romance or anything in that, but right. You can throw that in there, but I, I prefer Sanderson's Fade to Black. Yes, yes. And if that's what I'm going off of, sorry, but I do like in this show that they they do throw a little bit in there. I mean, it's not like it's terrible, but they throw a little bit in there to keep it more like interesting because then, then they draw in more female characters because of the connections between love and all that nonsense. They draw in more female audience. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, man, this first season, it, it was slow. It was slow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm hooked. Um, um, as far as 
you know, I'm going to watch the rest of the seasons because now it's like, all right, where are we going with this proto molecule? Where are we going with Holden? And you know, I, how is it all going to connect? I will say this. I am very excited. So I've seen seasons one through four. Mm-hmm. Three. This is this will be my third or fourth time going through it. But season five and six, when I'm watching these with you coming up, that'll mm-hmm. be my second time watching those. And I'm very excited to see season five for a second time, but more specifically, binged. Not oh, waiting. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah you're gonna you're probably gonna like it better in I, all I honesty i i know yeah. i will because mm-hmm. just i give i know i understand that that's a second last season but just to hype it up a bit uh for you uh season five has two of the biggest moments in the series all right i can't do it then yeah. it's gonna hurt my feelings so no, i'm just kidding just look out for that um mm-hmm. and i'm very excited very excited for you to eventually get to that but me too. Um, yeah, so w- just to throw another thing in there, Kenzo, he presumably <laughs> does die. Yes. He gets snatched. Presumably, whatever, dude. <laughs> you know that dude's going to pop in on the next... I swear to God, I have not looked at anything. I, I, sure, go ahead. For I your sake, I haven't watched anything. But I will say, that dude's going to pop in next time, next screen, or next episode, and it's going to be his face with blue eyes. But whatever. Ooh, he's a White Walker. No, I hope not, but close enough. Hopefully it has a better ending, which I can confirm <laughs> it does better ending than Game of Thrones. Eh, well. But that's the low bar to set. But I will say that I'm sure that there's going to be some... Um... So, okay, what are your predictions going forward? So you said that the fusion, the nuclear fusion drives that they created is what feeds the their protomolecule. Okay, so that's one. And you believe that Kenzo's going to come back with blue eyes. That's true. Any other predictions? Um, the proto-molecule, that, that prediction where I was, you know, it's, it's used for advancing human species. I think okay. that's a, that'd probably be a solid, but I, I, I'm having questions on who the good guys actually are. Ah. Who's the good guys? Well done. Who are these good guys? Is it? Obviously, the Belters, they have some sort of moral ground that they're standing on. I understand that. Earthers, again, moral ground. And then the Mar- everybody has this moral ground that they're standing on, but nobody can decide if they want to pull the trigger on the other person. So then you're in a standoff. So this is just going to be a standoff continuously until finally, like now, somebody started blowing stuff up. Yep. So I'm interested to see. I just want Julie Mao's dad to be a bad guy. I don't like him. Um, well, I mean, I'll punch him in the face. There's already a lot not to like, right? Like he's engineering a, yep. Um, punch him in the face. A disease, and he just does not care that that disease has killed his daughter. He's like, ah, oh. yeah. I mean, he does care. Like he, he clearly did cry. He felt sad. Yeah. But he's continuing the tests and whatnot. So it's like, I guess, man. I I guess it's okay. I. J- no, I just, agree with you. I don't think yeah. he's a good guy. Like, if you don't even care, like, not, I don't know how I'm caring, but like, if you don't, it doesn't hit you that, like, dude, your daughter died. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. You know, like, so that, I'm not, like, I, I'm not saying that he's a bad character because of that. I think he's a great character, but I just, you know, dude, like, your daughter died to this. And you, yes, you shed a tear. 
Yeah, dude, I'd be I'd be in shambles. Yeah, I would I would have done lost my damn mi- darn mind. Yeah, I would have called off the the experiment. Yeah, what the heck? And, and not only did he not call off the experiment, he like proceeds with the experiment on arrows, killing other people's daughters as well. Ah, he kills all. I mean, again, we I guess we don't we don't I don't understand what's going on yet, so I can't make a full prediction. But somebody's gonna put one between that dude's eyes. I just I feel it coming. Because no matter what, you cannot get away with killing that many people without getting one between the eyes. Just saying. Agreed. Agreed. Hitler did it himself. The, be- the best thing so, Hitler I mean, did was kill Hitler. Yeah. I love that meme. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh. Huh, I never think of it that way. Um, but yeah. That was good. All right. Well, so next time, I think we'll go ahead and cover season two, episodes one through three. We'll just keep oh. the three episode. Thing the whole thing? No. That's gonna be, <laughs> that we're going to be here for three hours talking about that, which I'm down for, but I don't know if our respective wives will be down for. Yeah, Miss LaRusso might punch me in the head. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And Absolutely. We'll see you all next time.